Hi, this is Caroline. I am super excited by a new feature that I have available for you. If you go to my show notes, you'll see a link that says, I would love to hear from you. Text message me here. Yes, you can now text message me. So if you have any thoughts about an episode, if you've got ideas for an episode, if you'd just like to connect and say hi, then click on that link. I'd love to hear from you. Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Welcome back to my latest episode. I hope you have had a great week. I planned this podcast while sitting in a train last Saturday evening on my way back from a meeting in Cologne of KonMari consultants in Germany. It was the first time that I had met any of them in person and it was wonderful. As you can imagine, there was lots of talk about decluttering, organising and the KonMari method of course. But what really resonated with me was the fact we had all found time in our busy schedules to connect. We had made this time spent together a priority and we had made it work. I could very easily have said that I couldn't justify the time away from the family at the weekend, especially as Ralph is away all next weekend. The week had been full and busy and if I'm honest, very difficult and I had been out with friends for dinner on the Friday evening which had been planned for a long time. But it was important to me as a solopreneur. There is little chance for connection with anyone else who is doing what I do so there was no way I was going to miss it. And boy did it spark joy to sit with these like-minded women to talk about our training, difficulties in our businesses, our planning and development strategies, and just to laugh and exchange stories. One thing that we all had in common was the time that creating our social media takes. It feels like a full-time job a lot of the time, and trying to find the time to do it amongst everything else takes quite some planning. Unfortunately, it has become a necessary evil for running a business these days, but more about that later. We all have the same number of hours in a week, 168 to be exact. Of those, we spend an average of up to 56 hours sleeping, 7 hours cooking, 6 hours cleaning, 56 minutes showering, 1 hour and 42 minutes on the toilet, who knew, 2 hours on laundry, So altogether, this totals 17 hours and 38 minutes of doing stuff plus the sleeping time. So we're already down to about 98, no, 95 hours left. And after that, it starts to become different for each individual person. You might have hours that you work or have childcare or care of a relative. Then there is the food shopping and telephone calls that need to be made and emails to answer and bills to pay online. Add into that those necessary appointments that you must attend, like doctors and dentists and hairdressers, 
And suddenly it's starting to feel like you don't have any time to do anything that you would like to be doing. I hear so often from friends and clients that they don't have time to do X, Y and Z. And they probably genuinely feel like they don't. The fact is though that we all have the same number of hours in a day and how we choose to organise our time determines what we actually get done. I think it's probably more accurate to say that sometimes we don't feel like we have the energy to do something we would like to rather than not actually having the time. I know this is the case with me. With me, it's exercise. I always say that I would like to do a bit of exercise every day and I know I feel better when I do but somehow other things always come up and I just don't get round to it unless I've booked myself in to go to my boot camp with Julie on a Friday morning. It is very rare that I would ever sit down and watch TV, for example, during the day if I find I have 30 minutes spare. I always seem to be doing something productive. And I'm not someone who would ever have a quick sleep during the day either. I envy people, like my husband, who can do that. But I always end up feeling not great and quite grumpy on the occasions that I have tried it. So I'm always doing something for the house, for the kids or for work. Never a dull moment, so to speak. But... If I'm honest with myself, I waste a lot of time during the day when I tell myself I am being productive. I can sit down to write a podcast episode and shwoop, I find myself reading the news online or worse still, getting sucked into the rabbit hole of social media. Before I know it, 30 minutes has passed or more if it's worst case scenario. So what's really happening here? In those 30 minutes, I could have gone out for a walk or done a quick yoga session But no, I chose to sit and procrastinate looking at my laptop screen. And it is time wasted. I often hear that people feel like they need this downtime. But it isn't really downtime. It would make me feel better to do the exercise. So what's really going on? I heard it formulated in a very interesting way not so long ago. It really resonated with me. Perhaps it actually isn't a priority for me. Exercise. If I really wanted to be fitter... I would prioritise it, but I don't. I set other things as priorities, meaning I never get round to it. It would appear that being fit is not that high on my list of priorities after all. Well, who knew? It's only taken me over 40 years to work this out. I wonder what needs to happen for it to become a priority. So what are you always saying you would like to have time to do? Maybe it's also not as much of a priority as you think if you never make time for it. I've already touched on the time suck that is social media. This has become such a huge problem for many of us. I started an Instagram account when I started my business. Before that, I'd never been on it. I would love to know how much time it takes away each day. The two minutes here, two minutes there, checking if I need to reply to comments and then getting sucked into reading posts and watching reels. There are apps that will track the time for you, but I would almost rather not know. There is also the huge amount of time that it takes for me to create my social media posts. Apparently, the average daily social media consumption for internet users worldwide was 147 minutes last year. That's scary. That's a lot of workout time. 147 minutes, that's over two hours. I think many of us would say we don't spend that long looking at social media each day. But I bet if we added up all those minutes here and there, we would be shocked. We all know those people who seem to have time for everything. 
they are juggling work and kids, and through some sort of magic trick, also have time for them to do stuff for them. It comes down to the fact they are good at organising their time. Don't waste any, and make organising things they want to do as a priority. The number of time clients tell me they just haven't had time to get round to tidying up is too many to count. This isn't true. They have had time. They just haven't seen it as a priority. When it does become a priority, or the situation becomes too bad for them to be able to cope with it any longer, that's when they call me. By making an appointment and having something in the calendar, they have prioritised it. At last, it has become important enough to do something about it. This is a good tip for making sure anything that you want to get done does. Put it in the calendar. If it's there written as a calendar point, it's more likely to happen. I do this for anything that I want to prioritise, even if it's something small like repotting the plants. A friend of mine has a reminder alarm on her phone on the day she needs to water her orchids. The danger is that otherwise they will get forgotten. I have even started writing in housework jobs, like washing the towels. If I don't, I tend to forget or get distracted on my way to doing it and then forget. I don't know what your day is like, but I always have things coming up that completely throw me. And before I know it, it's time for bed, and I don't feel like I've got done any of the things that I wanted to. We are also watching more TV than ever. And although this can be a good way to relax, it can also become a bit of a habit to just sit there passively when we could be using the time for something more productive. We feel more motivated to get things done the more we do. There are some alarming statistics about our television consumption. In PC Magazine in May 2020, there was an article about our Netflix consumption. It said the average American user was streaming 3.2 hours a day. That's approximately 96 hours a month. That's the equivalent of four complete days watching TV. Now, if someone told me they were going to give me four days to do things I would like to do, I would jump at it. Admittedly, many of us feel by the evening that we are not fit for anything other than sitting in front of the TV. But have we actually tried to see if we would manage to do something more stimulating? My husband and I have spent the last two years during Lent not watching any television. That is normally our go-to activity for the evening. We are lucky that we both enjoy watching the same sort of thing and we are serious series junkies. We are also a really bad influence on each other. We get to the end of an episode and we look at the clock, decide it's time we went to bed and then one of us talks the other one into watching just one more episode. Ralph always says it's only short. The problem is by the time we finish and then remember that we have a few household jobs that need to be done before we can go to bed, it can end up being much later than planned and I am not someone who manages well or not enough sleep. So back to our TV-free Lent. I have loved it the last two years. I don't miss it. I have got on and done fun projects that I've been meaning to do for ages. And we talk to each other. I know! Who knew that was still a thing after over 17 years together? Of course we always talk, but this is somehow different. We sit there with no distractions and facing each other rather than sitting side by side on the sofa, and have long and wonderful conversations. This year I spent most evenings working for an online course I was doing, and it was great to be able to give that my full concentration without worrying that I was somehow leaving Ralph waiting for me to come so that we could watch something together. 
and Ralph, he read, and he enjoyed having an excuse to just sit and do that. We get so into a habit of sitting down in front of the TV of an evening once the kids are in bed that we almost need to give ourselves permission to do something different. If you fancy a change for a bit, I would highly recommend it. I have known people over the years who claim not to have time for the simplest things like going out for a walk. They obviously don't really want to or they would make time for it. One of the most wonderful things that came out of the pandemic was my walking habit. I have a good friend who lives a couple of villages away from me. When we first went into lockdown and were not allowed to see people indoors, we met outdoors once a week and walked through the fields together a couple of metres apart. It was great to have the opportunity to offload on someone the pain of homeschooling and to share our frustrations and concerns. It became a thing, our weekly walk, and we made time for it, mainly because we had the time. But it was usually in the evenings once we'd sorted the kids out and then we would meet and walk and put the worlds to rights. Once the lockdown finished, we continued, and then once the kids were back at school, we made it a priority. The only time we can both regularly manage is 8am, so we get the kids off to school and meet in the forest for an hour and a half walk. It has become the highlight of my week, and I will always try to make it work. And I have realised how important it is for me to have a regular exchange with someone who gets my reality and can just listen and let me offload, as I do for her too. It has also made me more acutely aware of my environment and the changing seasons as I observe the forest changing. I was taking it all for granted before. So if on a beautiful summer evening when you claim not to have time to go for a walk even though you would love to, or not to have time to meet a friend for a quick drink but instead sit in front of the TV or surf the net for hours, I would challenge you to think about whether these things are important to you. Because if they were, you would make time for them. One thing I feel I should also touch on is the amount of time we spend looking for lost things. According to an IKEA study into people in Spain, they spend six and a half months of their lives, the equivalent of 5,000 hours, looking for things in the home they can't find. This is a phenomenal waste of time. Top of the list is apparently glasses, either reading or sunglasses. Second is pens and following those mobile phones, keys and then chargers. I can relate to this, but it is much better since I applied the KonMari method in my home. When everything has a place to go back to, the likelihood is that is where you will find it. I'm no longer searching for things like passports or documents that need returning. There are so many things we often claim to have no time for. Cooking healthy meals is one I hear all the time. Hobbies is another thing that women often complain they have no time for. It is hard when your partner comes home late or at erratic times from work, but if they know you are really wanting to do something, they will often make the effort to be there to take over with the kids so you're freed up. I think we're often guilty of not being specific enough about our needs. We will often put everyone else first, and if there is any time left, we will get to do something. Or we often feel so tired that we decide not to do something after all. It is definitely the case that a break in the normal routine and getting to do something different will re-energise you, even if you were feeling tired before. I should take my own advice and give myself a kick up the proverbial and do some exercise. In fact, I will go as far as making a commitment here and now that I'm going to do that. You can be my accountability partner. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at caro.thor to see if I'm keeping it up. 
And if you need an accountability partner, I'm your girl. Let me know what you're wanting to undertake and I can message you too. No excuses now. We can find time if we put our minds to it. I'm currently listening to The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey on Audible. Yesterday, as I was listening, he said something along the lines of, we don't need to manage time, we need to manage ourselves. This is so true. We all have the same amount of time. We can't very well complain we don't have enough. We just need to get better at managing ourselves to make the most of it. I decided to make this episode a little shorter than the others have been because I wanted to set you a little challenge. So in the five minutes you've saved listening, you will have time to go and do it. Go and get yourself a piece of paper and write down all the things that in an ideal world you would have time to do. Be honest with yourself. Maybe it's something as simple as starting reading again. When my kids were little, I was always so tired I got out of the habit. Or what about having one weekend away with a girlfriend a year? Maybe developing your own business idea or starting a little vegetable patch. Teaching yourself guitar, using YouTube videos or finding a language class to go to locally. Set a timer for five minutes and just write down as many things as you can think of. Brain dump time. And then the next time you start getting sucked down the social media rabbit hole or you decide you're going to turn on the TV, look at your list and see if it might be fun to do something different for a change. You might find that you are one of those women who has time to do other stuff after all. The KonMari method is not just about organising your belongings. If you do that, the organisation of your time follows close behind and you will find areas of your life that spark more joy than you ever thought possible. I should know. I've experienced it. I can't wait to hear what you come up with. Please keep me posted. If you aren't already following me on Facebook or Instagram, please do, as there will also be a live challenge in the week this podcast is released. If you have a friend who is always telling you they don't have enough time, you should suggest they join in too. There is motivation in supporting each other. So until next time, enjoy your newfound free time. If you have enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organizing tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organizer. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.